Hey everybody, this is your boy Marcus Holmes, the blended family guy. I apologize for being um, late. Technical difficulties, and it's actually not the computer, it's not the software. My internet actually went out, so I'm joining from the mobile hotspot on my phone. Um, I hope that it works uh, without any glitches. But I just want to let you know, I'm so glad you came. For those of you, if it's your first time, I'm the blended family guy. Um, what my goal as part of these Facebook Live series, as well as the forthcoming uh, online curriculum and all the content that we're developing is around blended families, not in, not in the traditional sense, but also across ethnicities, across um, work and family, career, how do I balance that? How do I make it harmonious? So I just want you to know that your boy right here wants to see. I don't, I, I, <clears throat> I absolutely hate divorce unless it's absolutely necessary. I want your family to thrive. Um, whether it's a blended family, whether it's your second or third time being married, I want it to be your last time being married. Um, if you have blended family and you have a bunch of kids from previous relationships that you're trying to meld together, hey, I want you to thrive. I don't want you struggling. Now, is the process hard? Yes, but can it work? Absolutely. So that's what I'm here to do. Love seeing you guys out there. We're going to be um, rec we're recording this, of course. You'll be able to definitely, definitely see the rebroadcast, look at it at any time. Um, and hopefully you pick up some really great nuggets of information. What we're talking about today, what we're talking about today is, hey there, Ebony, Ebony, apologize. I know that you are a very, very timely person, Ebony. My internet went out at my house. So I got back from taking my son and his friends to the playground um, to, 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 expend or to spend some energy. And when I got back, my internet was out. So I had to run a couple of uh, checks to see what it was, found out it, it's the actual internet at my house. It's not my computer. So I apologize, Ebony, to all you others out there. Um, just want to let you know, I take your time seriously. So I'm going to get right into it. Who's the spender? Who's the, who's the person that saves in your relationship? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's Ebony. Ebony, you were 17 minutes. I know, Ebony. I apologize. I know you were timely. I take your time seriously, Ebony. Please forgive me. It was unintentional. I like starting on time. I'm a stickler for it. Um, so all you out there, please forgive me, especially you, Ebony. All right. Especially you. Um, so I just want you to know uh, that it has been an amazing journey so far on this broadcast. I just want you to know that we're receiving a lot of good, 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 good feedback. This next one is a big one, right? Me and my wife, when we first got married, we did not know what to do. We were both struggling. Um, if you see my son, he's right there. There's Major. Say hello to everybody, Major. Hello, everybody. All right, Major just lost a tooth today. He had me pull it out while we were eating at Union Kitchen. And no, no, you don't want you to show it to everybody. I don't want you to show it to everybody. All right. But we're going to get you in. We're going to get you in there soon. OK, buddy. All right. Major is a soldier. He had me pull out his tooth right in the middle of the restaurant. He said it was ready 
to come out. So um, that being said, who's the saver? Who's the spender? So here's some questions, right? This is one of the topics that not only can derail uh, a traditional marriage to a couple coming together. It's their first time being married. It definitely can derail a blended family if you haven't talked about the finances, right? Who's the saver? Who's the spender? Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's the Grinch at Christmas? <laughs> who's the person that spends a whole lot? Let's figure that out on today's call. So I want you to, I want you to answer this one question. From a blended family perspective, have you discussed finances? Have you discussed finances? If you have not, you are in some trouble. Yes, sir. You can have some of that. Here, let me pour it for you, son. All right. So while my wife and see how this is the blend we're talking about. This is the blend. My wife, she's dropping off my parents, my, my uh, mother. She celebrated her 70th birthday on Friday. 70th. 70th birthday. No, she's 70, son. She celebrated her 70th birthday on today. Uh, I'm sorry, this past Friday. So her and my, my dad were down here. They've been married, I believe, 46 years. Um, so my wife is actually on her way taking them down to um, Vaughn Lane. If you've never heard of Vaughn Lane, it is this executive charter service where, I mean, it's basically where you have to, you can avoid flying and do charter, but it's not like Greyhound. It's not like Mega Bus. This is like an executive charter bus. You get service. I mean, there's an attendant there the whole time tending to your needs. So they took that down. Vaughn Lane, that's a plug for you. You guys do great business. Very proud of uh, what you're doing. So that's why the wife, my better half, is not here. She's actually taking my parents. They're on their way back to Dallas. So Who's the saver? Who's the spender? Have you thought about it from a blended family perspective? Have you discussed finances? If you haven't, please do. So here's my next question. Have you discussed the ramifications of how being married will impact your finances? That's a question. Now, that's a big, big, big question. So let's think about it, right? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. If you have not discussed it, what are you doing to discuss it? Because I guarantee you it's rearing its ugly, ugly head. What happened to me and my wife when we first got married? Well, I'll tell you, April 1st, I got I was laid off from a great company called Alcatel. It was during the dot com era, 2001. We had we were about to get married two weeks into getting before we got married. I got a call now at the time. My, uh, the sales guy that I work for, I was a technical engineer, the guy that I work for, he was a practice. So you're thinking April 1st, right? April 1st, April Fool's Day. I'm thinking it's a joke. I got a call from a lady in HR and she said, you know, regretfully, Marcus, we're, we're, we're offering you a severance package. Your, your job no longer exists. And I thought she was joking. And she said, no, Marcus, this isn't a joke. <laughs> you're laid off. You got a pretty, you got a decent severance package. Uh, we think let's go over it. And the shock hit. So two weeks before we got married, we got married on April 14th, 2001. I was laid off. Now, here's the thing. We still got married. Why? 
me and my wife had agreed we were going to go as extravagant as we could within our budget. So I want you to always remember that. Go as extravagant as you want to within a budget. Do you have a budget? Well, because we had decided to go with the Crystal Garden, I was working. We wanted to pay for everything. Now, outside of the engagement dinner, which my parents paid for, everything we paid for out of pocket, cash. So we had no debt going into the marriage. I believe in Jackie, I think it's Jackie Inge was our marriage, our wedding planner. She was amazing. On a budget, we did some amazing things. And I think on $5,000, we had a, I think, an extravagant wedding. It was like $5,000 back in 2001. You would have thought that we paid probably twenty or 30000 but again, we came in with the budget. We paid cash. There was no debt. So there was a lot less stress on me now that I was having to move my daughter and um, my wife into a new territory, of course, Houston. And that was already stressful. Right. So newly married, no job. What did we do? That was part of the stress because we hadn't thought about a plan because my plan was shot. I was making some pretty decent money as a technical sales engineer. Now I went from making some decent money, right? Second year out of college to now making nothing. But again, when you're a real man, real man, I didn't say, no, nah, Chris, we're not getting married. We got to rethink this. Why? We were coming in with, with no debt from the wedding. Honeymoon was paid for. And I said, you know what? I'll just go to work. I, so I started interviewing, right? but still didn't have a plan budgetary wise. Why? Because we had no budget, but this is my first thing I want to share with you. Whether you have a job or not, what's your budgetary plan? What are your goals? Because at some point you are going to have a job. And I was looking now because of the man that, that I, I was taught to be from my dad, thank God for my mom, the uncles that I had, there was no, I was requesting job applications even at Walmart. Why? Because when you're a man, you take care of your family. And even though I had this amazing daughter, there was no way I was going to let them down. So I didn't care if I had to work 18 hours at Walmart until I found another engineering job. So be it. But here's the thing, y'all. And here's the story. And we're going to get more into the practical items I want to share I found another job and it was with another engineering company and I was a sales engineer. I got laid off from that job. <laughs> and then I had a job. I was a contractor with Enron. And of course, that was when the whole big Enron uh, debacle happened. So of course, there was no more Enron job. And so during the course of that first year of marriage, I was laid off three times. And then I think right after that, I finally was able to get on. I got on, I think, with a company called Winstar. Um, then I got on with AT&T. And then, you know, kind of the rest is history. But the point is, is that we experienced extreme ebbs and flows to our finances that first year. And Chris was doing her thing. She was working as a teacher. Then I think she was also working part time at Stuart Weissman's. But we did what we needed to do to survive. Let me see. I'll also tell you all. I was stupid in this respect. I was a complete dummy, complete imbecile. Um, I wasn't listening. So when I got the job that moved me down here to Houston, the one that I was laid off on on April 1st, let me tell you what happened. I 
I had went down and I bought a brand spanking new 300Z twin turbo right off the first lot here in Houston off of I-10 Katy. I'm going towards Katy here in Houston, Texas. And it was bad. It was a sports car of my dream. It was number 26 um, off the production line. It was bad. Black on black, chrome rims, twin turbo, 2006. It was bad. I'm sorry, it was a 1996 uh, Turbo uh, Nissan. And when I got laid off, I lit, that car was unfortunately possessed. Now, I should, have, I, should have, should I have even had a car that much? Because um, I think my note was about six or 700 a month. I was single at the time when I bought it, but I wasn't thinking because I didn't have budgetary goals. And it's why, why? Because I wasn't listening to my dad. My dad was talking to me. My, my dad wasn't being forceful. He knew I was old enough to make my own decisions, but he said, are you sure you want a car that has that kind of note and you're just in your second year out of college? There's gonna be time for that. I didn't want to list. Then when I moved to Houston, I moved into a $1,500 a month apartment. And the reason why it was nice I was staying right next to Houston Rockets and uh, stayed there. And so I wanted the glitz and the glam, right? That's where I messed up. Why? Because I was, I was, I was wanting to perpetrate and live a life that if there was any, any, um, <laughs> to that, which did happen on April 1st, I was going to be struggling. So I I was evicted from that apartment, have a wife, have a daughter, and I wasn't listening to begin. So moving to a, a – now, you would have thought, you know, now, of course, for your decisions, I thought them because the client had purchased the car through – they were trying. I finally had to think about September. Um, I finally said, guys, look, I don't want to work through this anymore. I can't afford the car. I'm trying to work with you, but I want to be integrity here. Guys, it's not happening. I've got to build back up finances. So I said, guys, I think this is because I'm operating with my zone. So, okay, I'm connected. Let me make sure. I hope I am. Okay. So from there, um, there was just a lot of um, ebbs and flows to my finances after that. I didn't have a budgetary goal in mind. So um, I am hoping that you guys are seeing this. It's a little glitchy. I'm working from my hotspot. Let me know if can you hear me, guys. Can you hear me? Can you see me? All right. Let's see. All right. Can you hear me? Can you hear and see me? Okay. 
give me some feedback. All right, so from there, yep, still can hear. Okay, thank you, Sharia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, from there, it was quite a bit of upheaval in our finances. All right, thank you, Sharia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hear you. Okay, good. So what happened um, next is we finally started to see that. Uh oh, and it's kind of blurry. Oh, guys, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. All right, it's kind of blurry. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. We were having these technical difficulties. My internet went out, but I just want to let you know I'm here. All right, so if you can just hear me, Ebony, keep keep up, keep up, because I have some good stuff I want to show you. So let's um let's talk about this. Right, it took a while. I finally got on the Dave Ramsey plan. I started looking at Susie Orman and we slowly rebuilt our lives. But I will tell you without a plan and some discipline and some sacrifice. So I had to get over myself. I had to literally get over the ego. I had to get over um, the fact that I wasn't making as much money as I used to. Um, Y'all, I'm telling you, when you have a family, there's a lot of sacrifice. So I was living like a bachelor, not thinking and I was going to have time. So I want these things. I want you to okay. About the fact that if you're in a blended family, if you're in a blended family, what is going to be your biggest challenge financially? One, what if you believe in your children going to private school? but your husband doesn't. Now, you have kids from your previous relationship and they've always been in private school. But this husband that you're marrying now, he doesn't believe it, why? He went to public school and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But if you're not having that type of discussion before you get married, now, when you get married, y'all's finances are now combined. There is no your finances and his finances. It is now one big happy family. He he does some say in your finances you spend because again, say it's you and your biological children's um, uh, parent, and you guys contribute both towards that that uh, the, the the private school for your biological kids. But again, the, your current husband doesn't believe in it. Well, that's a discussion you have to have. And if you're not having it, you're looking for trouble. Discernment. You're, so I want you to make sure you understand that. Secondly, and I'm showing this on the screen, regarding the step-up children and your biological children, is the money evenly distributed? This is something you really have to look at, right? How, what does that look like? You don't want your 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 step up children, but these things that happen, these are things really looking at the big picture. You can marginalize one set of kids. You know, you can marginalize your biological kids, and and, and all you're doing is really trying to love your step up children, your step up kids. And, and you're neglecting either of those parties, which doesn't feel good, right? It, it creates an imbalance in this relationship that 
that is newly formed, and it causes a great amount of stress. So you need to be talking about that. Well, how do you do that, Marcus, right? What did we do? We, we actually started talking to, um, back then it was my parents. Um, my dad was really financially sad. He was, he was very conservative, but very financially astute. I mean, uh, currently my dad and mom are fine. They're, they're set. You know, my dad retired from the military, retired from Sandia National Laboratories. Um, they did very, they're doing fine, right? Again, because he was methodical and he was consistent in how he saved and what they spent. So if, if you were the primary investor, and here's another, here's another one to show. If you were the primary investor in your kid's future, does that change one area? It could. But again, to the spouse that you're about to marry or the spouse that you're already in a relationship with, to discuss that. And if you're not, please start the discussion. And if it's hard, you've had the discussion and it's very difficult, wow. Guess what you've got to do? you got to have it. And if you need a mediator there, a financial planner, a banker, do it. Have it. The discussion is not a, it's not always an easy one, but you've got to have it. All right. Now, what resources are out there for walking through finances as a couple? Back then, I had access to financial plans, but I wasn't using them. A little again, too much ego. I knew our finances were a wreck because of being laid off three or four times in that year. So what I did, I started looking at Dave and Orman and Financial Peace University. I went to the envelope system. That envelope system, matter of fact, me and my wife are going back to it this, um, at the start of uh, December. That envelope system is something that you gotta use. Um, Man, I, I, I love it. So so the envelope system by Dave Ramsey, basically that's the old school method of whatever you budgeted for those specific items, uh, it's in cash. And once that cash is gone, that's it. So we'll have an envelope for, for food for the month or food for the two weeks, um, you, you know, for uh, entertainment, for majors activities, um, things of that nature. Um, now, utilities I normally pay online, but those things that can, for us, eating out, so that's why we're going back to the envelope system, right? It helps you budget. It helps you save. It puts you in a, in a place of accountability. So that's what I'm doing. That might not work for everybody, but I'm telling you what works for us. We have some gold in our savings. Um, with savings, with retirement, with insurance, with long-term investments. That's what we're choosing to do. I don't want y'all to go through what me and my wife went through. It was a struggle for several years because we just did not have a budgetary plan in place. You must have it, all right? So what resources are out there in Financial Peace University? Um, Financial Peace University, Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, um, I would tell you there's a lot of banks. So if you if you have children, <laughs> I will tell you the one thing that we did that was really good. Um, and I'm trying to see why uh, we budget. Okay, well, good. Okay, so the envelope system here and, and Ebony, 
here's 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 my buddy Ebony. She says we budget pretty well. We don't use credit cards on cash. Spot on. That's the way to do it. Um, I like the idea of an envelope system. Sounds like a good idea. It absolutely is. Now, again, I I took it a step further. Dave Ramsey has some envelopes um, that you can buy on his site um, that you know kind of have the whole. They're really nice and printed and and have and they're embossed with some stuff. Um, you can use envelopes that you buy from Walmart or or CVS and just tuck. You know, this one is for food. Is for entertainment. This other envelope is for my lunch for the two weeks uh, of our of our pay periods. Um, you know, have an allowance. Crystal has an allowance. That's what that's for. And again, once the money's gone, that's it. There is no. Um, well, can we go back into the kitty? No. And that's where that envelope system really does. Where it really does help. Again, Ebony. The great thing about um, and if I and if I if I remember your personality, you're 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 very very sharp and on top of um, time, um, timeliness, and 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 I would assume as well the finances. Um, one person will be strong in that area in most relationships, and the other person not so strong. I just want to say they're they're weak in that because my wife isn't weak in finances. She has strength strengths when it comes to finances as well. I'm going to get to that because um, I don't ever want it to look at it as a as a that's not your strong suit. It's just that's not your strength zone. Finances in our family, that's my strength zone, right? Uh, so, so you know, Ebony, um, yeah. So an allowance, I don't, I don't want to use the term allowance in, in a negative way. When I say an allowance, I can say an allotment. Um, my wife gets a, um, I, 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 I'm on my own allowance. So I don't want you to look at it in, in a negative way. Please don't, Ebony. I'm saying every month um, my wife gets a certain amount of money per month that she can use. She can give it away. She can burn it. She, it's hers to spend, but that's her money. I have my own, and the reason why we're doing that is because we want to exercise financial discipline because we have goals. We want to go on vacation like this upcoming year. Um, we're trying to go with, uh, we're trying to go back overseas to uh, uh, my buddy Kevin and Lala. Um, they live in Germany. We're trying to go back down to spend. We got to have some goals. We got to have some discipline because. Um, if not, we won't be able to reach those goals. So I know allowance. Yes, I don't. I don't in the term, uh, Ebony. I would call it a, a weekly or a, a that are that both you have that financial discipline. If you don't have to do that, great. I was just sharing with you some things that I do. Um, I will tell you, here's another question. Here's another question. Oh, and let me just show you some of these. Um, here's, here's something that was really good for us. When our daughter was, and we started giving her an allowance per week, what we told her is that in order to get the one you have to do your chores, management programs and I don't know if it's still there because that's been what 10 12 years ago when my daughter was about 
Oh, it might have even been longer. It might have been when she was nine or ten. They had this really nice, cool online financial literacy program for children, for kids, and it taught them finances, it taught them budget, and it taught them about saving and investment. Go through the whole program before we started the allowance. I will tell you, it was the best thing in the world because she she really started seeing that, hey. Mom and dad giving me an allowance isn't just because they want to do it. This is an investment. This is this is for me doing my chores. This is for my lunch. And we really tried to become um, very stringent in the fact that she um, spent it two weeks. I think we did it on a weekly basis. But I just want you to know there's resources out there. Fidelity, um, most of you that have jobs. If you're investing in your 401k, which I would always suggest. Now, I believe Dave Ramsey, he has a different train of thought. I think for him, it's pay off your debts um, as quick as possible, then it's your 401k. Susie Orman, on the other hand, right? Susie Orman says, always max out your 401k, whether you're in debt or not, because most companies are matching your 401k. I'm of the Susie Orman school of thought on that. Right. So I want you to understand this, whether you go with Dave Ramsey's school of thought or Susie Orman's or it's a mixture of both. That's what we did. You have to make it work for what feels comfortable for you as a family. I know for us, there's a lot that we take away from Dave Ramsey. And he's amazing. I've been to entree leadership fan of Dave Ramsey. I'm also a fan of Susie Orman. So, again, I just want you to understand you have to make it work for your family. I knew it worked for, for us. And. Um, I believe in investing in your 401k, all right? Now, that being said, there are tools out there, whether it's Fidelity, whether it's uh, Wells Fargo, if you bank with Bank of America, there are financial planners that they offer free when you are putting money in there, um, in that bank or in that investment tool. So if you don't have that accountability, that financial planner, um, and I would say more so, not always to use tools. Why? Because tools don't talk back to you. That financial planning tool that says, you know, unless you invest certain amount of money per year over the next 20 or 30 years, you're not going to reach this particular goal. You can click X on that website and not be held accountable. A I want to say that's a good one. A real accountable all right remember that a real financial planner will hold you accountable people that there is safety and accountability safety and accountability all right there's a multitude a multitude of wise counsel is what you have to seek after if you want to be successful in anything so I want you to remember that all right um, these are some of the people that I use, some of the tools, but they're out there for everybody, whether it's Northern Mutual, whether it's New York Life. All of them have financial plan people that will help you structure your finances, what's best for you. Now, with you being a blended family, it totally changes the game because I want you to think about this. These are some of the things that you have to say or have to think about. Right? How can you walk together to agree? If you haven't even talked about it yet, if you haven't talked about finances, how can you say finances? 
And the only way you can walk together in success is if you talk about it. So first things, first, you have to realize in most relationships, one person is the saver, one is the spender. One is the spender. It's okay. But I want you to change the mindset on the term spender and say one's an investor. For everything, there's a season, right? Everything, there's a season. Law of reaping gets on. There's a time to save and there's a time to spend. Sometimes that happens simultaneously. But I want you to always remember that the spender is not to be looked on any, any less than the saver, the person that likes to save. Okay. So you gotta remember that. All right. Have you went? And I want you to I want you to be honest with you, to yourself. Have you went to your financial planner to discuss how a new marriage impacts previous finances? Because there are times, and I've read stories on this. How do you realize that there have been blended families that have been ripped apart again? You know, you're already you already had divorce on that previous relationship. You have kids in that previous relationship. You married this amazing husband or wife, but you did not talk about finances. And now, finances are in the picture. You're not agreeing on what that looks like, the private school or how to spend or how to save. Guys, if you're not getting with a, a expert on blended families and how finances work, you're doing yourself a disservice. Get with the financial planner on the internet. They're out there. All you have to do is type in blended family finances and you'll see hundreds of articles that can help you at least get started. <clears throat> so I will tell you this much. Most spenders always get a bad rap, but they are a necessary component to success. All right. Remember this. Remember this. Most spenders get a bad rap, but they are a necessary component to the success of any relationship, any marriage. Why? I'm a type Y. I'm frugal. My wife has done an amazing job of dealing with my frugality. Now, my wife in the same breath is very frugal as well, but loves to shop. So how did we meet in the middle? I'll tell you how we met in the middle. My wife is, uh, you know, oh, here, here's, here's the quote that I love. When I, I thought about this, who's the, who's the macro spender and who's the micro spender in the relationship? Who's the macro spender and the micro spender in the relationship? Who spends on the big stuff? Because you'll also, I see that in most relationships. You have somebody who does the big spending, they like to do the investments that can really cripple your finance all at once. Sometimes you have the micro spender. <laughs> yes, and my wife loves to shop, but because when she shops at thrift stores, we have saved thousands. When I go through QuickBooks and look over the last five to six years, and I do a comparison of what we've exchanged with some of these other thrift shops or, or dealer's clearance versus going straight up and buying that off the rack full price or even if it's on sale and there's no, there's no comparison. My wife loves to spend, but we do it with this framework of, thrift stores. 
extreme discount. The one who has turned me on to never, I don't spend, I will, I very rarely will spend money at full price on clothing or shoes. I just don't do it anymore. It's, it's, it's I'm just telling you, we don't do it anymore. And I'm so glad my wife caught me on to that. And what happened about years ago, I think we were struggling. I'm glad actually we struggled because brought us to this point where we are today. And my wife started doing a lot of thrift shopping. And from that, I'm now buying anything. You are faithful. You smile like Jesus like a diva. She's a diva. Love my wife. She loves to shop. Loves to dress. My wife find fifteen hundred bucks, fifty bucks. And then what my wife does is she recycles clothes. Now I don't want y'all to think she does this every week. Once every four or five months, my wife will actually literally create a new wardrobe by and just recycling clothes. I do the same now, but mine is probably once or three. You know, I don't shop as much as her, but I will tell you, I don't spend for nothing. And my wife has done an incredible job um, with that. Now, do we spend? Yes. Oh, you know, there's sometimes we pay full price. Yes, because sometimes we want it. Yes, we want to we want to just, you know, reap the, the rewards of working hard. Absolutely. But for the most part, standard mode of operation within this family we don't spend money full price on clothes. We don't spend full price money on clothes. We just don't. I'm wearing now a pair of uh, Gucci shoes. They're not They were about five or six hundred dollars. I got them for seventy five. Brand new in the box. Um, I just turned them in, didn't like them. Hey, you know, another man's trash is another man's treasure. So I, she's a micro spender, right? But y'all know if a micro spender isn't kept in check, that can also cripple the finances where I, as I'm the macro spender, I'm the big guy. I'm the big $20,000 for this investment. And that is messed some investments I've made that they, they weren't successful. They weren't successful. And yes, Crystal can dress her tail off. Yes, she can. Um, I appreciate that about my wife. She likes looking good um, for me and, and for herself. And I appreciate that. Oh, yes, Ebony. <laughs> she does. She does dress her tail off. But I will tell you, she does some great things um, with finances. So we have some budgetary, uh, some, some restraints, some constraints, right, for that. And for me as well, because I'm a macro spender. And you have to make sure um, that you guys figure that out. It's a while to figure that out, right, that, that, that flow, what, what our strength zone was as a couple. Man, but I will tell you that one thing, we save thousands of dollars from my wife allowing us to shop at thrift stores. And y'all, I think y'all know, you look through our Facebook pages. We don't, we don't, I don't think we shabby. We find quality gear at thrift stores. And we'll continue, all right? I think when I'm a millionaire, gazillionaire, 
I'm still going to be shopping at thrift stores. I like Warren Buffett. I look at those guys. Warren Buffett, he's not driving. Warren Buffett could afford any car he wants. He still drives a basic car. When I hear about millionaires, the millionaire next door, you'll never know it. I don't need to be extravagant. I want that money in the bank. I don't want depre- I want as many. Um, I want as few depreciating assets as possible. Right. Um, so you know, ah, and I like that. So Ebony, I think that both of us are micro spenders. That's great. That's great. But Ebony, I want y'all to also make sure that you're enjoying yourself. And from um, from following you on Facebook, it looks like that you guys enjoy stuff. So that's good. That's good. I'm sure you guys are set up very nicely um, as well. So that's that's great. I really like that, and I like hearing that. I'm a macro spender. Wife's a micro spender. Both of us have to keep each other in check, and that's what we allow each other to do. When we first got married, though, um, and I'll say it wasn't once we first got married, but when we, that was maybe about 10 to 12 years ago, I was going to do a and because I was the primary winner, uh, I was operating in ego. And ego was saying, since you're the primary breadwinner, Marcus, this these big investments that you want to do, that you're wanting to do, your wife really shouldn't have a say in them. I was completely, that's completely stupid, um, archaic, cavemanish. Um, it's not who brings in the lion's share of the money that makes the ultimate decision. It should be a unified decision. And I wasn't doing that. And you know why? Because I knew it was a very risky investment. And guess what? I lost all of it. Lost all of it. And it was several, several thousand dollars. Um, several. Um, I hate to think about it. But I'm going to tell you that as long as you all are talking about it, you're in agreement with the investment and the strategy and the goals, you'll never fail in terms of the goals that you're going to reach. There's going to be some failure along the way, even when you're in agreement. But my point is you'll never have that failure of communication. That's the one thing you can't have. So um, uh, so here, here's my next point. Um, I think I've already talked about this. Um, here's some call to action, right? Call to action for today. Have the discussion. If you haven't had the discussion about finances, you need to. It took us way too long to do that. Um, ego was in it for me. All right. Sometimes you're battling history. Sometimes you're battling what your parents used to do or what, or what you've seen on TV. You can't go by that. Every family has their own DNA when it comes to finances. You have to find what that is. And, 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 and be honest with yourself. My finances are in shambles and I need some help. But the call to action, number one, is have the discussion with your spouse, your, your, your new partner. Figure what that is. Figure out what that is. Go to the financial planner. Expose yourself. All right, there's confidentiality built in there. But be honest with yourself. My finances are decent. They're okay. They're, they're great right now. But have the discussion, right? Because if you're not, you're in trouble already. Here's, here's action. Here's call to action number two. 
Seek help in an accountability system to keep track of your goals. One, have the discussion. Decide what your goals are. What your goals are. And action for that. And then create some account financial plan. Whoever that is, whether it's, um, you, you know, again, if you have a 401k, you're working, there's financial planners that are offered most of the time at no cost, especially when you're investing your funds. 401ks, not your bank. They offer some financial managing um, tools. You have to. Why? Because at some point, you're not going to be able to, you're getting older, right? And you want to need something for your kids. If we want to, let's go according to the Bible. A man does not leave inheritance to his kids. kids. And that's what we're called to do. Even I'll tell you, in Elizabeth family, some age, we had that talk. Me and Chris, when we now, this is one thing we did talk because I said, "Bang, you know." Um, of course, when when we first got married, it was so much trauma with our finances. We couldn't start saving. We were literally running, and again, that was due to my own errors. That was due to um, history. Um, there wasn't some dowry out there. I, uh, my parents' errors with with too much to work and get on our own. Now, one thing I can say that I love is my parents did leave me a good mind and an example. And do I? And now I'm sure my dad told me, but but he better be leaving me uh, something. And I'm just kidding. I'm sure I, I would assume he is. Um, uh, I hope it's the Corvette, um, his 2009 Corvette. Um, maybe you know. Eight to ten million dollars. I, I don't know, um, and I'm joking there. I mean, but if he does, I mean, my dad, you fools all. But I will tell you this: um, if you don't have a, you're gonna fail. So have a discussion. So the second call to action is again, set up your accountability system. As you know, I'm big on accountability. Uh, what's that next one? Number three. Um, are both to be respected and related. Why? Call to action number three. Decide who's the saver, who's the, the spender, and celebrate both. Change the mindset from that spender to an investor. As long as that spender is looking at, um, again, outside of daily high, how that spender needs to always frame their thinking around, okay, if I'm a spender, I've got to now start looking at things as an investment. So the saver and the spender are both to be respected in the relationship because both are needed for the success of the relationship. If you completely have to save, then you're never going to be able to go on vacations. You're never going to be able to um, celebrate the fruits of your labor. My wife knows me. I don't know what it is, but I, I like vacations, but I could probably go 10 years in between vacations. I need her in my life. Why? That, that's her thing. And she loves it, and I'm so glad she does because that's just not something I, I'll, I'll work. i work, you know, five years, ten years go by, and I'm good. She'd be like, Basin, yeah. Tell me what 
this we can work on put money um, every week or month and, and we'll take it from there all right um, here's here's one thing remember this for everything there is a season there's a time to sow and a time to reap there's a time to save all right and there's a time to reap the fruits of that labor spend it on yourself whether that's and again guys whatever your financial ID that DNA needs to be that makeup decide whatever it is I mean if it's I definitely I would always say pay your tithes and offerings absolutely pay your tithes but you should always be putting away 10% um, even after the 401k um, almost you know what does that financial uh, uh, landscape look like Get in a book, Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace. There are several churches across the world, definitely across the United States, where you can't, you don't even have to be a member of the church and you can be part of Financial Peace. All you need to do is type in Financial Peace University, and I mean, all the all the locations in your area uh, will come up. Or go to Dave Ramsey. It teaches you finances, um, and, and and I will tell you, it's been great. We didn't go to Financial Peace University at a church. We actually bought the book and we went through it. But I will tell you, it was a life change. And we're about to go through it again. Um, so I would, I'm just letting you guys know, do I have the lock and key on finances? No, not yet. But here's the great thing. I know that I don't, and I'm always looking for more and more help. Oh, what I asked him is, I like his financial plan. Um, some of the things that Eric has showed me in terms of the accountability. So I asked Eric today. I said, hey, buddy, I need your financial planner's number. Um, and, and hopefully he'll take me on um, as a client. So I'll be giving him a call this week. Why? Because I am determined to leave um, not a whole lot of wisdom. Uh, to my son, I want to leave the hard work. I want to leave. I'm looking at him right now. I don't want to leave the hard work um, only. I don't want to leave um, showing a good example of work ethic. I want to leave him something. I want to leave him a legacy where he can he can inherit some 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 success. Uh, yes, there it is. That she can make it. Finance will cripple you with the blended family. There are so many dynamics when it comes to that. Financial peace is what you're looking for. Have the discussion. Have an accountability partner. Find someone or find a system or find both. But have the discussion, guys. This is your boy, the blended family guy. I'm letting you know if you want to reach me, if you want to look at all of the we've done. Uh, I think this is our, our fifth or sixth. Uh, Facebook Live, please go to the, um, uh, you can type in Mark Say Homes, uh, and that's our, our, our Facebook business page, um, and hashtag Strong Blend, that's our private Facebook group, we're, private Facebook group, we're doing a lot, we're doing a lot of content. Um, Y'all, I want to tell you, and I'm really excited about this. We have a workbook on the sixth step, um, a successful dropping this week. Be looking for it. Um, yeah, the six steps. Um, the six steps to creating a successful blended family. 
Um, here, I'm typing it right now. Coming this week. All right, download the six steps to create a successful blended family week. Also, I have an online curriculum that is in development right now. It's going to be ready for release in January. I'm in the dungeon. I'm in the lab working on it. Um, quite working with Dr. Carrie Rose. If you don't know who she is, she is one of the foremost experts, I would say, in the world on developing online curriculum. And the really cool thing is she's in a blended family. So um, very excited, guys. We've got some really cool stuff. I was, if you know some blended families out there or you don't, but you know that they're out there and they're in your network, please share. I hope it's beneficial. Um, but the online curriculum is going to be bananas. Um, hey, Ebony, Ebony, I want the trans. I got to give you transparency, Ebony. Why? Because I don't want people to go through what me and my wife went through. Uh, or if they're going to know that there's some help and they can make it out on the end. So I either want you to avoid it or I want you to be able to get over it quicker. And the way to get over it quicker is to have some knowledge about it and to also see that there's an example of who made it. But I don't want y'all to experience our failures. I just don't want you to experience our failures. So, Ebony, I'm going to continue to be transparent. I'm going to continue to show you the stupid tax that I paid. Um, <laughs> I, I love you guys. Um, remember, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, we're on there under Marcus A. Holmes. Um, so all you got to do is type in Marcus A. Holmes, and I'm there, all right? Marcus A. Holmes for for Instagram, yay. Um, so remember, guys, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's Marcus A. Holmes. And here's my man, the the my legacy. Here's this little fella right here. There's my man right there, Major Alexander Holmes. Okay, so all he wants to tell me about is he's trying to play his math game on my iPhone and it's not working. Yeah, it's it's taking too long. Okay, I'm sorry, son. We're gonna fix it as soon as I get off the line. But I wanted to let y'all know, love you guys. I want your family to excel. Um, it means a lot to me. All right, it means a lot to me. Hey, major, say hey, hello to everybody. All right, while he's drinking his juice. All right, I want y'all to know. Um, say hello to Mr. Ebony. Hey. Oh, he has his mouth full. So he actually is operating with some management. Um, Major Holmes, to you. Some things I want you to know. You can make a fear conversation with your spouse about the set. It's the it's the little things that can kill you. So that can guys can make it. I believe in you. You got to work hard. 16 years of marriage, and we're still trying to work through some things. But you can make it. I promise you that. Get some help. An accountability boy, the blended family guy. Coming at you. I gotta go give my son a bath and I gotta read him a story. I'll talk to y'all next time. Catch us next Sunday. Read, like, share this across all your social media channels.
Yeah, family guy. Love y'all. Take care. Have a good one. That I haven't got to watch anything because you didn't play oh. that scene. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. All right. Family, we'll see y'all later. I'm going to work on it, son. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm going to do it, buddy. All right. Love y'all. Take care. Dad, it's the wrong. Dad, Carter, too. It's not. Dad. Calm down. Carter. Do you know? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. But can Son, I don't doubt and see, buddy. Let's check it out and see. Dad, you're not supposed to do that.